This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. Every year, I look back to see what was the most popular Bible verse for the entire year. I always feel like that's a good barometer to see where people are and what is like top of mind for the church around the world. The YouVersion Bible app just passed 500 million installs, and so pretty safe to say that if you have a Bible app on your phone or your device, it's probably that one that you have. And every year they round up the number one verse that has been bookmarked, shared, and highlighted more than any other verse. And for the past few years, I've noticed that the top verse has centered around the theme of fear. Last year, At the end of an unprecedented year in our recent history, it was not surprising at all that the most popular verse of the year was Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will also help you. I will also uphold you with my righteous right hand. There were very few people who could not say, that they or someone close to them had not been touched by some aspect of the pandemic that gripped our world. Fear was everywhere. Fear of illness, financial instability, social unrest, domestic violence, depression and mental distress, isolation. It was just a tough year. And that scripture was evidence of what was on people's mind. Help, safety and security in and from the Lord. This year, when I saw the most popular verse, I was actually encouraged. It showed me that there was a noteworthy shift in people's thoughts and perspective. The verse that was bookmarked, shared, and highlighted more often than any other during the year was Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Now, while it is true that this verse is at the end of an exhortation from Jesus not to worry, the focus on the hope-filled verse at the end, which is the cure for anxiety, is what encourages me. Because there is no question that no matter what the problem, no matter what the circumstance or situation, there is only one answer, and that's Jesus. While some would disagree and feel sure that they can solve issues on their own or by other means, God not only does not expect us to do that, nor does he require us to do anything but trust him. And when you align your mind and your heart with this one verse truly, there really is nothing else to to worry about. Now, I am the first to admit that it can be a challenge at times to stay in that place because it takes deliberate intention 
to seek him first in all things. Even when we think that he is first in our lives and the center of all we do, I think it's safe to say that we all have at one time or another experienced what I call the drift. The drift is the turning of our focus and attention away from him. And a quick way to check yourself and your focus is to ask yourself the question and honestly answer. When you are faced with a major life decision, what is the first thing you think about? Do you ask yourself, how am I going to do this? How am I going to afford this? Or what will it look like if this happens or if I do this? Or do you ask yourself, I wonder how God is going to do this. I wonder what he thinks about this. I wonder if this thing will make him smile. See, because the thing that we think about first will usually clearly identify what actually rules and controls us all the way down to the decisions we make. But when that first thought is him, there really is no further question. Whatever the thing is that we face, because he is really all that matters, there is peace, there is confidence, there is assurance. Not that there will never be a problem or a pain, that's foolish and unscriptural, but no matter what we have to deal with, or no matter what comes against us, the answer lies in him. So if it's food, clothing, or shelter, yes, we need all those things. But if you seek him first, he's got you. And since that same passage, Jesus exhorts us not to lay up treasures on earth. And those treasures are what we use to finance pretty much everything else we think we need and want to do in life. Since he tells us instead to lay up treasures in heaven, it stands to reason that everything we could ever have need of. He will provide. Now that need word is pretty strong and sometimes we have difficulty differentiating our needs from our wants. But the bottom line is this. If you seek him first, all that you need will be supplied. God will take care of you and everything that concerns you. This is not a new passage. It's not a new message. But it will always be a good reminder to focus and stay focused on what matters most. Not just so you can have your needs met, but because the goal in life is to be a pure reflection of him on the earth. When the king and his kingdom are the main focus of your life, your existence becomes about more than just what you want or need. You exist to represent him rightly in a world that is waiting and watching, and to do that boldly every day, out loud.